Welcome back. Let's take a look at the activity playing out in markets. And for that conversation, I'm joined by Craig Pfeiffer from Assessment Wealth. Thank you so much for your time. Hi, good evening. Um, I'm, I, I'm quite surprised by the weakness that we are seeing in the RAND, but also the upbeat mood on the financials on the JSE. And also, looking at the resources, is that all the, the results that we're getting? There's a lot in that. Yeah, there's, there's, I, I know there's a lot. Yeah. So well, let's unpack it. I think the RAND's playing its own game. Uh, a fair amount of domestic factors probably in that at the moment. Yeah. Low growth, budget coming up, grey listing talk on Friday. Maybe some, you know, a bit of negativity around the RAND on the back of that. But it is also, uh, you know, a risk off type of environment we've been in probably for the last fortnight now. I mean, the dollar's improved, it went to its weakest level, about 110 to the euro, it's now at 106, mm. um, which just indicates, you know, the stronger the dollar goes, you know, the, the worse the rest of the markets are, are probably doing, bond yields are probably ticking up. Um, and, that's what, and that's what we've seen. Um, I don't think uh, the, um, the financials, there's really a story okay. there. Uh, right. It was a small positive on the day yeah. when uh, largely everything was down. Um. Uh, but maybe also just a safe place to hide, good dividends. Yes. I don't know, we're making up a story now, but uh, it, was, it, it was marginally yeah. up today. And the resources, yeah? Yeah, the resources, yeah, it is, the resources have been extremely volatile over the, yeah. the last week, the last month. Um, and it is all about... Where's global growth going? What's happening with China? China's closed. China's reopening. Mm. Um, is that, uh, you know, how fast is it going to reopen? How fast is the demand going to come back for commodities? Mm. Is their property sector going to improve and demand more of these iron ore and all of these other commodities? Yeah. So I think that's, um, you know, that impacts the commodity prices. And we've seen big swings in those. Coal prices have probably halved in the last little while. Um, if we look at the numbers from Anglo Platts earlier this week, from Kumba, uh, from um, from BHP Billiton yeah. as well, they well, if we look, I just remember Anglo Platts, their their basket price in rands was was up two percent, yeah. but it was down, you know, in in, in, in dollar terms down, yeah. and uh, the revenues of these the BHPs and the Kumbas are down sort of thirty percent on the top line yeah. on the back of, you know, lower iron ore prices and, and yeah. generally commodity prices. Yeah, and what actually did you think and what are you thinking of the future when it comes to uh, BHP and Kumba counters that are cyclical? And of course, um, you have these dynamics playing out with earnings dipping because they also come from a high base in the previous comparative period. That's one thing about uh, commodity resource <laughs> stocks that yeah. are cyclical. So, you know, it's okay as a long-term investor to have them in your portfolio, but uh, you know that uh, that graph going upwards is going to be wavy. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, we've we've been riding the crest of a wave for some time, and now we've we kind of come down the other side for for a little bit. Global growth is slowing this year. We know that, so less less going to be less demand for commodities, mm. and the prices have reflected that. Yeah. But it will pick up again um, in time. That's the nature of those economic yeah. cycles and commodities. Let's go into Sasol. Of course, they're benefiting from a high oil price, but they also have depressed chemical prices. But is the the main pressure point here, and just looking at how negatively investors have been looking at Sasol? Is it all in the operations? It, it is. I think that's the focus at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I think if you go back a year or two, it was all about the debt yes. and the balance sheet. Um, and the, you know, they had the, the boon of these high uh, oil prices, energy prices, 
which kind of got them out of that. They got a little get out of jail free card there, got the debt down, paying the interim dividend of seven rand, as you mentioned. Um, so balance sheet financials look to be OK, but now it's about generating those earnings. But it is the, you know, operational issues on the ground. Um, yeah. And they, you know, apart from being, you know, prone to uh, the, the prices of the, the commodities that they sell. Yeah. Um, it's, it's about actually getting it done and yeah. refining and, uh, and producing. And that's where they seem to be having a few hiccups at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So we're looking uh, into how then they're going to make that situation better. Let's go into Avenge. Of course, uh, the construction industry is one that people are quite cautious on, uh, particularly the counters that have moved to Australia. But you have Avenge really seeming that they're making a meaningful turnaround here. We saw even the market's reaction. I think at some point uh, that share price was up about 12%. 12% what yes. And they're talking about being in a debt-free position after the sale of Trident Steel. So is this really finally the turnaround that markets have been waiting for here? Well, these construction companies have been totally decimated. Um, they have, uh, you know, had to firstly improve their efficiencies, but yeah. they've had to to cut back on this, that, and the other. We saw Murray's trying to sell bits and pieces, yeah. um, which in times gone by were the crown jewels, and now they, uh, you know, they the millstone around the neck, mm. um, and that's the kind of industry uh, they've been in. And when demand has pulled back, especially a lot of the domestic demand. Uh, with the vengers as you talk to um, their local construction business is still loss making ah it's mcconnell dell that was a big contributor to their earnings mm -hmm. uh, and tried and steal in in this time but yes yeah. the earnings came down their order book growing from about 30 odd billion to 45 50 billion um, so that's important but you have to turn your order book into yeah. into revenue and you have to get the job done and get it done done yeah. profitably uh, and that's that's sometimes where uh, you know, the environment has tripped them up. Yeah. Just the, the poor economic environment. And very, very interesting that they're getting most upside from Australia, where lots of companies <laughs> have failed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, let's get into your stock pick for today. Uh, my stock pick is the United Health Group, um, offshore uh, US company, a global company, really. But it's a discovery like type company in, in the healthcare space. Okay. Um, and just looking at you know, one's asset allocation or sector allocation in your in your offshore portfolio, even your local portfolio. Uh, you know, when the markets were tough, we went into all these defensive stocks, being defence um, and uh, and pharma, um, pharma care, healthcare, and those stocks did well and, and propped up portfolios. Mm. But they've taken a bit of a back seat now when, when all other half flyers have come back. Yeah. You know, at the start of this year. But I think a stock like um, United Healthcare, it was up to $550, it's back to $500. Uh, I think it's got some scope to, to go back there. Ah, all right. Well, thank you very much for your time and for your analysis today, Craig. That was Craig Pfeiffer from Sassman Wealth.